Are you an architect, designer, contractor, or engineer? Modeler.com is a platform connecting architects and other specifiers with building product manufacturers. Modeler.com's engaged network of over 240,000 architects, designers, and construction professionals use Modeler.com's tools to discover, discuss, and specify products appropriate for building projects. We at KZSU Stanford thank Modeler.com for the generous underwriting of production and broadcasting costs for The Modern Architect. Stanford University's FM radio station, broadcasting across the Bay Area on 90.1 FM and across the world at kzsu.org. From the campus of Stanford University, this is the Modern Architect radio show and podcast, featuring one-on-one interviews with renowned and cutting-edge architects, influencers, and sustainability leaders. The show and podcast will inform, educate, and illuminate the transformation, joy, and inspiration architecture brings to our cities, communities, and lives. Hosted by architecture aficionado and principal of Accurate, Tom Duro. Thank you, Darlene. For our guest today, please welcome Erla Dog. Engel's daughter, and Trigvi Thorstein's son, architects and principals of Minarch and MNMMOD, located in Santa Monica, California. Minarch is an award-winning design studio recognized internationally for its unique approach, one which embraces contemporary design and employs innovative materials and technologies while adhering to sustainable practices and design standards. For more information, feel free to visit minarch.com. That's www.minarc.com and mnmmod.com. Hello, Erla and Trigvi. We're, we're excited and honored to have you on the Modern Architect radio show today. Hello, we're honored to be here. Thank you. Very honored to be here. Thank well, th- you. Thank you both for time traveling. Here's what I mean by time traveling. I've seen much of your work, and it seems as if you're a, a century or two ahead of the 21st century. So I thank you both for visiting back to tell us how how you are uh, how you are so <laughs> successful. I mean that sincerely. It's amazing. I just think you, you both of you are at the forefront of architecture, design, and the materials. If you don't mind, we'll start with Erla. What are some of your early inspirations to how you chose to be an architect and do what it is that you do do? Well, I think growing up in Iceland and loving nature and studying floral design in, in Denmark and then always working with colors and forms were like the early beginning of the design we do. Yeah, playing with forms and colors and and using materials in a different way. You're in a if you can find a way to use the material that is already out there. And even better if it's something that other people look at trust, if we can find a way to re reuse it. In the farm in Iceland, we, we try to find use for everything around you. Uh-huh. So I see that that influences you, obviously, to this day, is how to u- utilize what is what you have available. Absolutely. Yes. Excellent, excellent. Trigvi, share with us your early inspirations, if you will. Yeah, I think it's very privileged to um, have the opportunity to grow up in a 
kind of a small community as like Iceland is. You know, I mean, I, I grew up in the middle of the Nover in the kind of a northwest area of Iceland. It's called the Vestfjords. When I grew up, I didn't see the sun like in the wintertime for like two months of the year. And that was the norm. It was nothing. I mean, it's not like you would be pressed or anything. You know, you were just playing and having fun. And it was just something that you, uh, you just grew up with. I mean, the experience of have to go to a very, very small town to do the, do the shopping and just buy whatever was available like for holidays. And then there was a big thing if you had even a, you got able, able to get fruits. I'm, I'm, and I have to go back. I'm not that old, you know, it's not like I was in, <laughs> you know, growing up in the 1800s or something, you know, <laughs> yes. this is how fast, uh, this is how fast Iceland's changed. You know, this was, this was in the seventies, you know, and it's, uh, yeah, so it's very unique and you, and as a kid, you kind of start understanding things around you, you know, everything is very, very valuable and everything you, you know, you play with, you just figure out to play with things that are, are there, you know, we, we played with animal, you know, bones and we, we create, you know, names for each of the bones of the animal. You know, there was a horse with the, the jaw and, you know, and, you know, the big leg was, the cow and it was just kind of a very 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 inspirational and very creative way to do things yeah so and it still still of course stays with us you know when we when we move i i kind of moved rapidly from uh you know being in a small farm with few people moved to Reykjavik when i was 12 and then i moved to la when i was 24 so in a way and i'm still i'm still staying here in la you know I haven't found a, my next uh, <laughs> place. Maybe the moon or something. <laughs> that could be a, that may be able to be arranged. It sounds like now, Erland Trigvi. What? How did you, the both of you meet? We started working together. Yeah. At a company here in LA, and then we started our own company in 1999. Minark, and uh, the rest is history. What does Minark yeah, mean? Is it? Is it a name of a person? Does it have a meaning, Minark? No, in a way, it's a, it's a kind of a playing a word. Uh, really, it doesn't. I mean, I think everybody can put their meanings to it if they want to. You know, you know, it's kind of a fun name for us. You know, it really doesn't have any deep meaning of a of a family. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah, things or anything like that. Yeah. So, so you guys, you you became to work together, and the projects that you have, as I've said at the inception of our show, is how I feel like where you, where the both of where you are now, is where architecture is going to be moving. Like you guys have already experienced that. Am I am I stretching a little bit or no? You know, because you're so dynamic and diverse in your and your practice and and the materials is it just sounds like it's moving towards where you guys already have been. Well, we had MMR, our building product, since two thousand seven. Okay. So, and I feel like it's finally now where the rest is catching up. <laughs> it's getting, <laughs> you're getting people are really excited about the change. I mean, it needed a change. Building like we do here with wood is so wasteful, and I mean we're like you're saying in our practice we are not we we we're, we're try, always trying to cut waste. It's made out of recycled materials. It's much more it's thermally broken, so it's much more has much more insulation value. And I think all of this is people are being more aware of and more you know want to want to build right. I've noticed before it was felt that. 
world and and and, the, and houses were hardly expected to outlive more than the mortgage if you took a 40 year mortgage sure. and yeah. the, all the mold and termites and when the mortgage was paid off the house was basically it was a good business model for the bankers. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I'm not sure it was by design. They just didn't have the either technology or the mindset to know. Let's let's fix this. So, what inspired you there to say we need to we need to make you know with M N M mod we need to do this and 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 can it replace you know drywall or gypsum board? How, how, how does it work in essence? Well, I mean, I think it's the same. Like going back to the to Iceland and the, and the kind of growing up there, it's like everything you look at, you know, if you don't like something, you know, and, and you, I mean, you kind of, your responsibility is kind of try to figure out and then try to do something about it. And I think a lot of European, a lot of people that come here to look at, you know, the wood framing, even though you go back and you start thinking about it, it's very, very technical. It looks very kind of flimsy and, it, and, and it's like, you know, it is absolutely you know, a, a terrible, wasteful way of building. You know, it, 30% of all the wood that is used in these buildings normally goes to, into the waste bin, and then you never know what that happens to the to it. So we start to figure out, you know, what, well, how can we do something, and how can we, you know, help out, and then look at things where made locally. You know, it's, LA has a has a kind of a big, you know, steel manufacturing and bending and things like that. There's two mm-hmm. large companies that do a lot of work for steel here. And there's, uh, you know, the foam is also made here with one of the, you know, most you know, strict rules and with a very high, you know, sustainability and with a cradle for cradle uh, certification. So that's how the, the material was kind of picked to be used. And then you just start developing. You see the problem with using steel and, and what the problem with using the material and you figure out the solution with it and that's how it became kind of a, a project yeah i we noticed were lucky in the early no, yeah. no no i, I was I'm so, I'm so excited you have to excuse me if i if i jump in uh <laughs> is i noticed on one of their videos it looks like you're you're using a hand drill to, to yeah to, it's only a screw yeah only that's it you build a house there's only a, a screw gun yeah you, you can yeah. pretty much put it all together to you know with a screw gun if you yeah all the, all the walls and all the all the roof could come up with a, only with a screw gun. That is that's a breakthrough in building. It's a, we were working with the Habitat for Humanity, and for them they use a lot of volunteers, and they were really excited about not having to use the heavy equipment or the saws and yeah, it's a small, nail gun. That's basically dangerous. Much more safety records on using just the you know the drill. Yeah, that yeah, the. It's harder to get hurt yourself, you know, just than using a drill, <laughs> you know, the screw gun. That's amazing, me. That's really remarkable. How how has your growth been in the last several years? It's steadily growing. It's going. It's it's a hard. It's a hard, very hard business because one of the things of construction methods is it's very uh, what do you call it? It's, you know, back to tradition. Oh, yeah, it's before I mean, uh, old old tradition. Yeah, yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is. It is it, it, it's a way to do it. You know, it's like if you, you know, no, I know in a way how to do it. Why should I change? Why should I try something new? Even though it's it's better and, and easier for you, it's just it's hard. Everything is new. It's very hard for people. And contractors that you know run the show and build, they have to have a excuse kind of to to change. So our best 
model, I mean, the best people that have kind of, um, you know, driven this are, are mostly the architects and the, and the homeowners. Because, of course, a homeowner gets a lot of, and the owner get most of the benefits, you know, and less energy, you know, you know, the, the, the energy bills are, are lower. And all, you know, it's all those things. I think it no mold, no termites. It doesn't support fire. So it's, it's a lot of benefits. I would think everyone would just say this is this is the way to go. Maybe I'm being overly optimistic, but share your insights as well. Yeah, yeah. It all, I mean, it's always something that you do something new. There's a technique and things you have to learn, and there's a learning curve that you have to go through to be able to the the people that install it and do things. And we have people that do that and and you know help out with that. So we are trying as best to kind of educate. But it's, it's the same practice. One of the beauty of it is it's not like we are eliminating anybody out of the loop. I mean, still, the framer is still there. It's just easier for him to frame. The electrician, the plumber, and everybody is doing the, the same same job. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a, little yeah. bit of, a little bit of different tools they have to use. Is it easier, truth be told, for them? For yeah, them? I mean, it's easier. Yeah, it's much easier for the framer, of course, to install it. It's a little more tricky for the plumber because he has to... He has to kind of carve out, you know, the foam if it's not if it's not prepped before. It's very it puts a little more thought into the building before. And if you put everything, especially today, when everything is done with a with a three D model, like on the BIM server, yes. I don't know if people know that, but you know, yes. Then if you put the information in there, then the panels can be built with those information in mind. But if those information are not in the model, and, and and the model is sent to the you know factory, and, and the computer cuts out the the pieces, then of course the computer is not going to cut it out, and then that has to be cut out on on site. And then and uh, and I think in the most most things today in a in a single family house and a small apartment building, the BIM is not really not there yet. Not until you get into the large larger project. Okay, I see. Is I like your your tagline says it's what's inside that matters. Yeah, especially if you're eliminating or you're removing a lot of the risks in traditional wood framing. I would think it'd be very well accepted. But it sounds like it's accepted, but not in a on a mass scale at least yet. Is that correct? Yes, and no, not not yet, but it's growing. I mean, there's a lot of it's a lot of push, and there's a lot of uh, architects and and a lot of cities that are pushing these. You know, prefabricating the element because it removes uh, the the waste from the job site. Yeah. How about a commercial application? Have you worked much in commercial application? We haven't much, but it's perfect for it. So it's a non-flammable. We have three projects in the pipelines, which is apartment buildings, which are fantastic because uh, repetition of the same you know elements again and again, which is a, which is one of the best you know elements in the course in the prefab you know construction. So those are great commercial, like a large commercial. We haven't done any of that in this. And I, I don't, I'm sometimes a little surprised. Why not? It would be fantastic for that too. You're listening to The Modern Architect, KZSU, Stanford, 90.1 FM. Every two seconds, someone in the U.S. needs blood. However, of the 60% of Americans eligible to donate blood, less than 5% actually do. And in the Bay Area, only 3% of those eligible donate. Stafford Blood Center supplies local patients with more than 100,000 blood products per year to help save lives. SBC relies on donors like you to ensure that blood is available when patients need it most. Consider making a difference by donating blood. You could save a life. 
For more information, visit bloodcenter.stanford.edu. We're talking today with Erla Dog Ingeld's daughter and Trigvi Torstenson of Minark and MNM Mod. For more information, feel free to visit minark.com. That's www.minark.com and mnmmod.com. Early in Trigby, we were talking about the commercial application for it. Early, you say something like that would be not just interesting, but it would be valuable, highly valuable to the commercial market. Share with us some of your reasons why you, you believe this. It has the insulation, and most of the commercial buildings are built with uh, uh, a steel structure buildings. Sure. Now, instead of building it with steel, we have the panels ready with insulation, and they would just come ready and put together with the screw gun. <laughs> yeah, and, um, it's amazing. And you would know what's in the walls. We talked about it's what inside that matters. When we were building our house in 2003, this is before we, I mean, which was obviously an inspiration to start a different way of building, but we were building the house and then the electrical panel, we had to open up a wall and inside the wall, there was a vodka bottle and a hammer and you wonder, and there was no insulation. You're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> someone had fun building that. In one case, we had to remove a nest from the ceiling when they were putting in the insulation. So... Yes, it really, I, in, I think it matters to know what's inside the walls or know that there's no, you know, nothing you don't want to have there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just, just just remarkable, just m- remarkable material. Now, does it also evolve? How long have you, uh, say, like from last year, do you find other ways to improve the technology? Always. They're always oh, I love it. The technology. Always. <laughs> always. That was a very quick answer. Yes. So other than the, the, the designs of this, how influential is it with, uh, do you see more and more builders starting to use it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The home, like I said, the homeowners are, are pushing it a little more. We get more and more, uh, you know, requests from the homeowner and we have, you know, a lot of these projects that we're doing with through other, other architects and other uh, builders are because the homeowner is pushing it, you know? Interesting. Because it becomes, you know, very important. And, and also the, the city. It's also the city requirements are getting stricter and more towards, uh, this, you know, using recycled material and thermally broken. So you don't, you know, the Title 24. The yeah. Oh, yeah, Title 24. That's right. You guys exceed it, do you not? That makes it really simple. Am I wrong? Or right. It, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Way over no 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 additional insulation or anything needed for the system it's uh, completely complex to the title 24 you know uh, so for example oh, guys, if you do a traditional it's amazing it's it's truly amazing yeah, so that's, a, that's a good way to yeah, sorry <laughs> yeah, no, no. that's a good explanation of that that I said when title 24 came up with the new they changed that's another thing that has changed rapidly especially in California California is very on the front run on trying to kind of create a, a better building systems and build a building. I remember when Timonelli, the lead came out and all these things in, uh, you know, 12, 15 years ago, we were doing a house in Venice using the panels and we thought about it the second because oh, this might be clever to do a, you know, lead uh, certification on that thing. 
But we found out that we kind of exceeded. <laughs> they wasn't they weren't ready for us at that point. You know, there was a lot of things that they didn't give us point for. Like you know, like their point system was pretty much giving points for you know using the right material. But if you didn't use any of it, then you didn't get any points. Our motto is always trying to you know we you know use less. You know, less is better. And then. You know, if you don't need to paint, for example, don't paint. You know, if you don't use, you don't need to, you know, put layers of tiles, a second layer of flooring on top of your flooring. Don't, don't do that. You know, that is, that is the, that is the best way to be sustainable. Yeah, I noticed that you, you, as we discussed again at the beginning of the show, I felt like you were ahead of the curve, not even the curve. You were just ahead of the industry in general, but it's just because it sounds like it's a part of you as an individual. And it's also, uh, it sounds like it's cultural as well in Iceland that there's, uh, you said something really very interesting I, th- I liked at the beginning, which is if you don't like something, then do something about that. Is that, <laughs> is, is that, is that how you, uh, you, you, you look at, your practice in a way on a daily basis even? Absolutely. Yeah, I think in everything in life. I, mean, if you don't have, I think if you're something you don't like in your life and you don't like something, you know, you just have to, if you don't, if you ignore it, then it never becomes any solution for you. And I think, I mean, there's a lot of issues in this world that you can't, can't deal with, but you need to, you know, as in, as, as, you know, as in our practice, it's very important that our practice, you know, is... We do whatever we can do to solve these issues that we we feel that is wrong in the in the community and think, in the world. Yeah, yeah. I think also when you come from I come from a town of five thousand and particularly so. <laughs> when you come from a small town, you really do make a difference. You, you really you can see it. It matters what you do. You know, in in you know millions of people, you get lost in in the crowd. So I think that mentality came from there, thinking we can just change the building industry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, in a couple in a couple of weeks. Jeez. <laughs> are we well? We will slowly. Yeah, I noticed you. you, you you've won a number of awards with Minark. I guess that you did. You didn't set out to win these awards, but it seems like just your work naturally is award winning. Share with us some of the awards that you won that you were actually really proud of? I mean, I know you're proud of all of them, but any in particular that you were like really, really mean a lot to you? I think the first one. Yeah, the I think the one. first one was kind of fun. How, how, how did you <laughs> first one? <laughs> <laughs> you're I right. Think a, I think it was, it was a funny story when we got the first one and Erla, you know, called, you know, we were still, we were so proud of winning the award. So Erla, you know, called, of course, her, your parents and said, uh, <laughs> you know, you need to come over and, and, and you know, celebrate with us. And I always remember her mom said, so I, this is a very hard time for us now. We come to the next one. <laughs> and we were like, we don't know. We don't know if we will get another one. <laughs> you might not get another one. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, we'll come to the next one. Uh, and also because it was our home, a house we had built for ourselves. And because we're building it for ourselves, we could play uh, a little more and make create some interesting elements. So we, in that house, we did for the first time. We used the recycled tire sink that we did, and and we did uh, the chairs that that slide under the island. Yeah, other elements that we haven't been able to explore before. Well, it's harder to explore with clients, but we have clients that do it. They use those 
the rubber rubbish was it the, no, re- yeah. Yeah, ru- the rubber sink has been very popular with our clients. A rubber them, sink, them like it. <laughs> yeah, maybe called rubbish. <laughs> oh, rubbish sink. Okay, nice. So it's a, a re- recycled recycled tires stretched over a frame, basically. It's very simple. It's a, it's a you know, material cost of probably you know, maybe you know forty dollars. Are you kidding? Um, yeah, I, I'm just seeing your products. I just couldn't believe them. <laughs> How do you come up with these again? Are they are they part of it? Is your own solutions to pro, uh, situations, or you know, clients request them? All in our mind is something that inspires us to do these things. You know, and with that, for example, we wanted to show you know how we can use the trash differently, or like how we can use what people. You know, how we can make something out of things that, yes. Different use, different use of material. Less waste. waste. It comes from from back to Iceland in the middle of nowhere when you see something and (laughs) and you look at it and say, well, this could be used for something. And this, for example, the uh, recycled uh, sink and uh, the the chairs out of recycled football field. Okay. And those are just what we play with. But they're also just a conversational piece. And also, we do these things to hold that, you know, to be excited to see what other people can do. You know, what is, think about it before you, you know, throw. Yeah. And maybe we can find a way to use it in a way that no one had thought about before. Well, it's amazing because I like this line here. This is taken directly from your website. Is Aesthetic is influenced by the scarcity of materials and high performance design, high performance design. So it doesn't, it sounds like you're not just becoming up with a material that's useful, but the high performance, how do you incorporate that high performance into that uh, unique design or the, the material? Well, I mean, everything we, we use, we want to have the, the, you know, the longest lifespan and, and, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the, the lifespan circle and then also durability something that, you know, we can kind of live with and, and, and it's very functional. And that becomes our kind of, uh, yeah, I think that's the most important of our design element. How you live our, in, in our architecture, it's kind of the same way. We think about it the same way. You know, very functional, very kind of... Functional, family-oriented, yeah. how life is today. I mean, we are always in a hurry. We don't have time. We don't have much time. And if you have kids, then you have to, like, pick them up at school and, yeah. and go to the store and grab groceries <laughs> and go home and they have to study and cook and, and bathe and you have three hours with them basically and do all that. So uh, you see these open islands and where you can, the kids can be doing homework while cooking and things happen all together. It's kind of forcing the family to be together. You know, I mean, if you, if your kids go to their rooms and do their homework there and things, then you don't don't see them, and the family never comes together. So in a way, you should. It's a part of our, I think, mentality and, and our our uh, you know same responsibility is to help the community to get the families more together. Excellent. I, 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 I believe in you know being together is very important, and uh, having it easy to cook a home cooked meal makes everyone healthier and it's just increases quality of life. Yes. Teach it the kids also teach it the kids to for the future so that's that's important for them. I love this. This no, is that's great. Important life stuff. This is the modern architect on KZSU Stanford ninety point one FM. 
Stanford's Native American Cultural Center serves as a hub for Native student organizations, programming, and library resources serving the university's Native American students. For nearly half a century, Stanford has been committed to helping American Indians, Alaska Natives, Native Hawaiians, and Indigenous Pacific Islanders adjust to life here at Stanford and realize their goals in preparing for the future. To learn more, visit nacc.stanford.edu. We're talking today with Erla and Trigvi, principals of Minarch and MNM Mod, an award-winning design studio. For more information, feel free to visit Minarch.com. That's M-I-N-A-R-C.com. Erla and Trigvi, you were talking about keeping the, you're almost forcing the family together with your, your designs by design because it's such a fast paced world is becoming faster and we're losing touch with the family. So it sounds like that's a consideration in your design, the human factor. Is that true? Absolutely. Very, very important for us, I think. Because I mean, we want to go back to the community and, and one of the things we, we see as a problem with sometimes in our community is the, the separation of families in the way, even though they're together, there's just not, you know, they don't, they don't come really together. And I think that's very, very, very important, in, at least in our lifestyle. Yeah. So it really sounds like every day, even though you're craftspeople, but you have not lost touch with that human element that is so vital in every project, even if it is commercial. Is it just as appropriate in your view in commercial as it is uh, for residential projects? Absolutely. Yeah, we approach a commercial a little bit. We, we, we've done, you know, a few hotels and uh, and also, a little, I mean, if you look at kind of commercial, if you're looking at like apartment buildings or rental units, that's absolutely the same. It's no question about that. That's the same touch. But when we get into more public spaces, then it becomes more about, you know, experience. It's something that you leave behind. It's very important for, for us. It's Anyway, if you come to a, a open, you know, public space or you know, stay at a hotel or thing, in a way, it's same. It's small. It's really kind of cozy and, and kind of hugs you in a way, but gives you everything you need and gives you and definitely leaves you with some kind of experience. You come back and you you have kind of your story. You even uh, whatever that your story is, but you come back to the story. I like it. it says um, you're also avid cyclist and you're parents of three wonderful daughters. I love how you, you, to strengthen your resolve to leave the world for a better place, it's very reflective in your work. And that's why I mean, it's, it's funny. Now I'm thinking that we're talking about how your practice is so in the future. I see architects moving towards what you're doing. You're, you have been doing, but yet you have that, the human element. I know I keep touching on that, but I think it's vital in today's world. Do you see that connection after you've finished a project with people when they are enjoying the, your, the work that you helped them with either a home or, or a place of business? Yes. Uh, we, we are regularly invited for dinner, so. <laughs> oh, are you? So you become well, a family. That, you become a family yeah, with your clients in a way. Absolutely. Yeah, we have many, many of best, our best friends are, are, are clients. And I always say, when people ask what is, um, and I think we have the same both me and Adla say, when people ask us, like, what is your favorite thing about any project we do? And it's always the same answer. It's a happy client. I mean, that's the most important thing, you know? Yeah. I, I love you. <laughs> you guys are too much. Yeah, I mean, really, it's like, it's amazing how skilled you are and still humane 
you are as well. What is, I like this, the California style is, it's uh, to you, the California style is not a, just a bungalow or shouldn't be. Share with us, you know, your view on that. Well, I mean, you should take this. He, he talks about it all the time, but, you know, it's living in this amazing place where the outdoor temperature is normally this exactly the same temperature that you want to have in your house. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, 60 percent of the time, you you could just live outside. You know, it was absolutely amazing. And I think we, you know, we have that kind of industry again from you know growing up in Iceland, where the weather is you know extremely hard. I think we respect it more because we didn't have it. Yeah. And I think it's very important to be able to see outside and bring the outside in and inside out and enjoy nature and. All of the above makes you again happier family. I think it's we are very uh, we do projects kind of all over too. We've done projects in Miami. We're, we're working on projects down in St. John's. We're doing we have done projects up in Mill Valley. You know, and, and you know it's not just color. In, not in L.A. Yeah, you know, and then of course we've done a few projects in Iceland. We're doing a project in Switzerland. So every every you know uh, location has his uh, you know own kind of way um pluses and minuses and you have to take those in like in california we kind of push the client a little bit like oh you know like you don't really need to build a, a really big house you know that depend on the economy so we can we can really make you a very comfortable house that feels very large but still it's, it's not that big with you know you spend a little more you know, money on, on nicer glass, you know, windows and doors, and you open up the whole, you know, whole house, and it becomes the backyard. Like I was saying, the backyard becomes part of your interior because your visual, your eye visual things is, is you know, you, you can't see the boundaries. It's a fantastic solution, and, and people love this. And then, you know, because, like I said, 60% of the time, you can really, you can stay outside here, and you like it, you know? Yeah, we don't want to go back into living in a cave or, you know, we want to know <laughs> what, what if it's day or night. And it's sad to see most curtains and small windows and most curtains are closed all the time. <laughs> You're okay. right. And it's sad because it doesn't matter where you are, there's always a way to find, you know, something. Privacy. Like, yeah. yeah, you can find your privacy. You can find your, create things around you. It doesn't have to be the building, you know. It doesn't have to be, you know, in a way. It can be very... You know, green and outside, and, and you know that helps both the community and and also your you know kind of living yeah. quality of life. And I think it's very important for us in any location is the inside out, and it's a whole body. The body is not pulled apart. Like it's uh, the inside out of function of the inside creates the outside. If that makes sense. It absolutely, it absolutely does. You know, I have a question for both of you, and, and uh, occasionally I ask this: is if you were in charge, if you were in charge or responsible for see- for overseeing the grid of a city, how would you improve the city itself? Not just obviously a home, but how would you, if if Trigvi and Early, you you're both, you know, say you were elected mayor for. To um, one month, but you had to use your skill set to oversee the city grid. How how did, would you see it can be improved? Just from your perspective, more absolutely. I mean, definitely a less car friendly, more, but definitely more bike and walk friendly. That's something. I mean, we should go to Denmark and and learn a lot of you know the Copenhagen how they do, and even in Iceland how they they create. You know, they they spend a lot of money on infrastructure of 
walking and biking. And Iceland, is, we have three months of summer, and you, you, you go to downtown Reykjavik, and you get very impressed how separation of you know, bike paths and, and, and cars are very well done. You know, and there's a lot of like, during the summer, a lot of people are on bike. Here, I mean, every time we take our you know, you know take our kids out for biking, and you want to go down to downtown Santa Monica, you have to be on the street. And and as a parent, you're always you're always concerned. You know, you're, you're always kind of you know in in between cars, and it's just not it's not the ideal. I mean, I, I that would be the first thing we would do. Then, of course, because of, you know, I think we need to figure out how we can create more interaction with, and, you know, more open spaces, more spaces that people can, you know, gather. And then I think we need to, I think we need to uh, allow, you know, in the way, in the areas where it's very, very popular, you know, we, we, we kind of have to allow higher buildings, you know, we have to, but in the same time, we have to control it. Yeah. So you could do this for Santa Monica if they asked you. Absolutely. Oh, what a great answer. I know it was a baited question because I knew you could. Because if you're able to see, it it sounds like you're able to see the the human side, then of course, you know, from your family, your daughters, and I'll get to them in a moment, but you could, it's a whole community of people that you're able to see and uh, have them enjoy each other more often, more frequently. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of your daughters, do your daughters provide inspiration to you as well? In, in your profession, in practice, every day. <laughs> oh, share every with us, please. Every day, every moment. Every moment. Share with us, please. How, um, how so? Just well, their, their thoughts, <laughs> their insights, their experiences. How how how, uh, how do they help inspire? Oh, you? And I, I, don't, I don't think it's anything. One thing that I can point out, or I could keep on, you know. But but it's just in general, they're like. Kids, uh, their minds are so open and beautiful. Yeah. I think I interrupted you earlier before I, I asked it. What you were sharing, we were talking about uh, the c- city of Santa Monica, if you were able to look at it, uh, be in charge of the, the overall grid and improving the human connection, you would be able to do so. Would it also be at, at uh, minimal downtime or delay for the construction if you did it? Is there ideas or thoughts of how to minimize that while you're bringing a more closer community well i i just wanted to add to like uh, i think we're saying more places to uh, interact and be and uh, to, to also local artists and and have more like public art we see a lot of that in iceland and i love it oh so there's not that much in santa monica no not enough if you look at you know, scandinavians and, and european city it's it's more much more it's one of the things you maybe we all it happened to us so many times in our practices. You know, like we had a fantastic client that were building a home, you know, north of Montana here, which is a very expensive area, one of the high end area in Santa Monica. Very, very great couple, very good friend of us today. You know, we just met them through the process. Mm-hmm. And uh, they it's wanted a modest home, very modest home in a very nice area. And everybody, they had a they had a tough time, you know, going to live. And they were, I mean, every single person told them, no, 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 you're you're building a way too small. You need your house needs to be bigger. In this area, can't carry. I mean, this in this area, you can build, you know, five thousand, you know, six thousand oh. square foot home. You know, why are you only building twenty five hundred? It's very unique in a way to being on the other side and kind of seeing how the how the yeah, so the tradition and how you know, how people yeah, the are the mentality kind of, of the locals basically. 
yeah, the mentality of the bankers and the, and the relatives and, and everybody is pushing these people to be something, you know, kind of in a way bad, you know, just because <laughs> of the Norman, and then they might be able to make, make some money out of it, you know. They were not in this to, to make any, you know, extra money. This was their home they wanted to build. Yes. And in the same time, I say, I mean, and it's kind of the whole community is like this. And I think it's a problem with these cities is it's, uh, you know, you, you get a property and you, of course, want to make, on, you know, you want to develop it. You put a lot of money in it and you want to make a lot of money doing it. And the the difference in the, between the city that now it's kind of overdeveloped, but it's very hard to go back. I think it has to be very like very, uh, you know, uh, like for everybody to come back and kind of think about it. Like, how are we going to make this city of Santa Monica? Like if you say, if you want to close some of the streets and make them bike paths and, and then everybody will complain, like, what am I going to do? I can't, it's going to add traffic in, in this, in this area, you know, to be banned, you know, it has to be a big, kind of big step, you know, are we banning, you know, cars in areas in Santa Monica? I mean, I, I, that's, I think it would, I, I would, I would vote with that. I think it would be fantastic. But in the same time, because the mentality is not what it's, you know, it's going to be something that is going to be, in a way, hard for you to, you know, at the beginning. But in the end, it will be, I think it will be, in the end, you will like it. It will be fantastic. It's a change that will be kind of hard to understand in the beginning, but it will be some fantastic for you to kind of deal with, you know, after, after the fact it will be done. Yeah. Can you, can you utilize BIM or AR, uh, audio visual? If you express that, if you said, look, here, here's a part of Santa Monica. I know we're, we're in Palo Alto and we're talking about Santa Monica, but it's, it's relevant because a city is a city is, is if you can have everyone envision what it can be like as close to reality as possible, would that minimize the old mindset in your opinion? No. There's no. nothing about that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how pretty you make it and how well you do it in in a three D world or or in a Vim world or ever. It's uh, it's just it's a community that's about the whole thing come together and and, and kind of um, enjoying it, like being able to bike on a in a very you know private bike you know paths and you know things like that and be, you kind of have the experience of it. It doesn't matter how well you do it. it it's uh, it's uh, I mean, we people that grew up and understand, you know, things having this around you, they understand it. But people that don't, it's gonna be, it's gonna be. That doesn't matter how pretty they look, it they won't understand the social aspect of it. Okay. Yeah. Getting back to that, going to the social aspect of it, the products that you've created, do you spend? Is it how much time do you do you uh, invest? with the products that you've come up with and the actual design practice, if you've ever measured the percentage of how much is involved with each. Ah, it's a, it's a endless process. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it, it, it's not measured in hours. Yeah, it isn't. Now, now, now the, with the, we'll go back to the um, sustainable products that you've developed. Again, they come out of, uh, need, necessity, and then some clients have made requests. It sounds like all of them. Share with us again. If we go back to the, the um, is it M N M N M mod or how would you call it? Mean mod. M N M mod. M N yeah. M N M mod. Yeah, M N M mod. How is that equal time spent with the design? You know, with M N M mod. Well, I mean, 
right. sign on the panels. Oh, sorry. It's um, it's it's a constantly making it a little bit better. It's like it's like uh, iPhone ten. I don't okay. know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's like it's constantly being adjusted. The little little things that are made to make it make the product easier to build with and easier to work with, easier to make and uh, easier to so we take plans from architects and the structural engineer and we put them together in a computer and we create uh, panels out of that uh, model that we put together and the panels you know we are now more standardizing it we are doing you know fix making sure the corners are better it's like it's, it's endless yeah, each project, each new project might come up with some unique situation that you know, will create you know something we need to solve, and, and it's always the same thing. In the normal, you know, the standard you know homes and maybe homes that, that we do, it's pretty straightforward and easy for us to do. But when we have another architect and other other you know project, that yeah, there is an issue. Sometimes comes an issue that has to be solved. Uh, we have people in it now. We are, you know, we're, there's other people that kind of deal with that. And, you know, most of our time goes into, you know, walking around and get inspired and, you know, look at something and, and you know, say, well, this is something that needs to be, we might want to do somewhere and let's figure out, you know, how, that, how we can implement that into, you know, something we're working on. Excellent. This is The Modern Architect, KZSU 90.1 FM, Stanford. The Burlingame-based Good Tidings Foundation supports the arts, education, athletics, and dreams from youth and communities of need throughout Northern California. The organization works closely with professional sports franchises and athletes, businesses, and government agencies to increase access to enriching opportunities for deserving youths. This includes ongoing projects through school districts, recreation departments, and local cities. Tax-deductible donations of any amount are always welcome. For more information, visit goodtidings.org. We're talking today with Erla and Trigvi, principals of Minark and MNM Mod. Minark is an award-winning design studio. For more information, feel free to visit minark.com. That's M-I-N-A-R-C.com. Erla and Trigvi, share with us some things we may not have covered on our show today that you would like to express to uh, our listeners and audience. Anything we may not have touched on that you feel is really important and would like to would like to share with our audience. I mean, on the same note, I think um, it's important to go outside and look around you. And I love being around the ocean because I grew close, grew up close to the ocean, and get inspired from like what is needed, what is missing, where can we, uh, where, where can we design something uh, better, where can we add something, where can we make less waste, or, you know, how can we use material different ways. But not just sit home and look through magazines, for example, because sure. are usually products that you see in magazines are at least three years old. Oh, good the point. houses published, I mean, Houses you see there, they're they're cre- they're created in a mine somewhere at least three years ago because it needs to go through building per- uh, permits and it needs to go uh, be built and you know etc. So I think it's important to know that that's old news. What's next? 
I love it. And, and don't be, yeah, go look at the world in a way that you, uh, you see, like I said, see something, you see a problem, you know, think about it. Like, you know, you think if you, if you have a solution, if there's anything that, you know, can be done and don't be shut, you know, go in there and do, do, you know, fail. You know, one of the things I think I remember when we started this, you know, we, we had a lot of failures in the beginning, you know, Said, a lot of people are like you're never gonna get this. Wow, well, yeah. Did they really? Oh my goodness! Everybody, oh, yeah. everybody said this is not. You can never get this through the city of LA. They will never, never. prove it. And I mean, it's just it, it's a very hard it's a very hard city. And a lot of people just you have to put your you know your mind to it. And and and, and like it's yeah, don't don't take you know don't take failure as an you know as an option in a way. If there's something you really really believe in. Wonderful. I think failure is a very, very important part. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. It's and yet changed. you're so it's successful. Changed. That's amazing. We think if uh, you just said earlier, you said, I think failure is very important, but yet you've won so many awards. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's absolutely important to, like, my mom has told me, you know, if, you know, if, if, uh, if, if you don't make mistakes, you're not doing anything. Outstanding. Yeah. Erla and Trigvi, it's been an honor and pleasure having you as our guest today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to The Modern Architect. I'm Tom Dioro. Our guest today has been Erla Dog Ingel's daughter and Trigvi Torstenson, principals at Minark and MNM Mod. Minark is an award-winning design studio recognized internationally for its unique approach, one which embraces contemporary design and employs innovative materials and technologies while adhering to sustainable practices and design standards. For more information, feel free to visit minark.com. That's M-I-N-A-R-C.com. Join us again next time when we welcome another outstanding architect, engineer, influencer, or civic leader committed to positive and sustainable cities, communities, and lives. The Modern Architect is recorded at Stanford University Studios in Palo Alto, California, and on location throughout the state, and is a production of KZSU Radio. Today, the recording engineer is Darlene Franklin, Chief Engineer Mark Lawrence, and we're all assisted by Akshay Jaggi. And the executive producer and host of The Modern Architect is Tom Diorro. If you wish to contact us, our email address is interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu.
Are you an architect, designer, contractor, or engineer? Modeler.com is a platform connecting architects and other specifiers with building product manufacturers. Modeler.com's engaged network of over 240,000 architects, designers, and construction professionals use Modeler.com's tools to discover, discuss, and specify products appropriate for building projects. We at KZSU Stanford thank Modeler.com for the generous underwriting of production and broadcasting costs for The Modern Architect.